Mm-hmm. Already gonna take a sip of my drink. I don't care. I like forgot where the headphones plugged in. Wow, has it really been a long? It's been a long two weeks. It's been. <laughs> It's been a long two weeks. In, in quarantine <laughs> weeks, like one week is a year. It really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm surprised. I'm surprised I remembered that today was the day we were going to record. Uh, um, yeah, I thought today was Sunday, actually. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, when my husband Spoiler just alert. actually told me. That's tomorrow. Yeah, that's tomorrow. <laughs> Not for you guys. You guys, I don't know what day you're listening to this, but yeah. Yeah, my husband was like, no, I have to record uh, tomorrow. I'm like, oh, so you're doing it Monday now? He's like, no, tomorrow, Sunday. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so today's Saturday? <laughs> yes. This is even worse because tomorrow's Easter, Amy. Our it, Lord is returning tomorrow. I Is he though, Tammy? Is <laughs> I he? don't know. We have a social distance. Pandemic. He better have a <laughs> freaking mask on and he if he doesn't wash his hands and sanitize Uh, like yeah jesus do not come within six feet of me i don't want it maybe doubting thomas just couldn't see very clearly because he was staying a responsible six feet away there you go the gospel according to tam (laughs) i love it amen sister (laughs) we are it is less than 24 hours from easter and i have i have just committed many blasphemies <laughs> just desecrated the religion Tammy <laughs> yeah. I think I feel like we actually recorded on an Easter Sunday once I don't know maybe I'm wrong that seems like something we definitely would have done <laughs> yeah. while we were in LA because <laughs> we did used to record on Sundays like yeah. that was the only time we had available was Sunday morning so like right in the middle that's right <laughs> because we both worked so we had to do Sunday morning records mm-hmm. Back-to-back records, drinking cocktails at 10 a.m. We would record 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Yeah, we would. Oh, my God. (laughs) And here we are, responsibly recording. Saturday afternoon. It's a Saturday (laughs) afternoon, 2 p.m. for me, 4 p.m. for Tammy, because we are mature ladies now. We're mature ladies. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Who uh, I am drinking out of a very complicated, immature a thing and I can't wait to discuss it. I we should discuss it on Banshees and Booze, a paranormal podcast with a shot of liquid courage. Oh Amy, my god. I noticed you're singing this time. Are you inspired perhaps by our our topic this week? I'm <laughs> so inspired by our topic. It's <laughs> Musicians, Yay! <laughs> um, which we kind of did once at episode 28, yeah. according to my research. But that was like so long ago. ago. <laughs> and There's more than two haunted musicians. Um, According Ghost to musicians. my research. Yes, there is. Yes, mm-hmm. there is. But in that episode 28, everyone listen. Uh, I did uh, how the Jim Henson recording studio is um, haunted. And I went into the Karen Carpenter story. And that is the first time I publicly outed yep. myself as a an anorexic slash bulimic slash eating disorder re- re- survivor. 
I do you see me my face doing the thing yeah because I remember now exactly when we recorded that because we decided to go get a drink at the Pikey afterwards. Yes. And I distinctly remember because I like made you stop on the sidewalk so I could hug you. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> and I have, the- and then I crashed my car. <laughs> <laughs> and I have the cutest picture of you at the Pikey. And we went into mm. the bathroom that day to find ghosts. I didn't crash my car because I was drunk from the Pikey to be clear <laughs> to everyone. Yes. It yes. was much later. It was much later. She was working. <laughs> and I didn't do it. <laughs> and it, she was rear-ended. She was sober. I mean, not that we yeah. ever drove drunk, right? <laughs> no. Nah. We were very responsible. We walked it off. We walked it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I remember that episode. And, and now here I am, almost 100 episodes later, having done a one-woman show all about being anorexic Aww, how much amazing. I've grown how yeah. much I've grown and I have a new car as of very recently <laughs> that's oh so, look at us Tammy we're just the everything's ch- coming just, up roses just, it's a journey not a destination <laughs> <laughs> and, and what a journey it has been <laughs> indeed and I remember for that episode too you did the the day the music died the Buddy Holly plane I crash did. that was really good that was yeah, so good. that was fun. Also, feels like we recorded that yesterday. It's insanity. It, it really does. I can't believe that it's it's, it's been that long. But it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. we brought up uh, the topic oh, yeah. because I took a sip <laughs> from my very complicated. <laughs> the drink isn't complicated. The the thing that's holding the drink is very complicated. So, Amy wins drink this week. This, like it's amazing. This is insane. I I definitely took a picture and a little <laughs> video of me rotating this. <laughs> but I have a hibiscus lime um, spiked kombucha, and <laughs> it's pink, which is perfect. It's in mm-hmm. like a tiki, like an old fashioned tiki looking glass. So um, cute. Which is like a little Vegasy, and then there's these little like little <laughs> toy men hanging onto the sides of the glass. They're like gla- like drink markers, and they're wearing little speedos, and they all have names on their butts. We have Mitch, Ryan, Chad, and Brad. Oh, yes. Chad and Brad. Mm-hmm. Oh God, it's she. It, it's drinkable. You're doing it. I'm You're doing drinking, it. and they're they're not falling off. The boys are really <laughs> hanging on to the edge of this glass. They are not letting go. They're good uh, boys. They're good, good boys. They're all good boys. And I realized that one of them, <laughs> Chad, has like a little. Mm-hmm. It's hard to see, but Chad has a little like scratch on his peck, and yeah. it looks like a nipple. I'm not going to lie to you, Amy. I feel like Chad was my boy Mm. because we used these for your bachelorette party. Oh, my God. And wait, why are you drinking out of this fabulous drink, Amy? Because I'm doing the fabulous Ghost of Liberace. Oh, my God. It's perfect. It's perfect. I'm so excited. I think you did have Chad at my bachelorette. And I think I had Brad. I think I had Brad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I must have scratched up Chad. He must have said something. I don't remember you a lot of that weekend. Him. You were very that was drunk. In, I was drunk almost the whole time. Yeah. And like it, that was in the that was in the thick of it. <laughs> it's tough. I'll tell you. Doing wedding thingamajiggies when you're going through a divorce is not cool. It's not yeah. fun. It's tough. And there was a football <laughs> game on. It was OU weekend. What it, What was I supposed to do? Not be drunk the whole time? Hey, if there's any time to be drunk for a whole weekend, it's the bachelorette weekend. 
thank you. Just because it wasn't my bachelor <laughs> doesn't mean. There is straight up a picture, like a selfie I took with you and Holly, and my eyes are in like two different directions. <laughs> like just straight up, not looking in the same direction. So, you know, we all we all go through things. And it's not about the destination. <laughs> it's about the journey. <laughs> um, well, that's amazing. Uh, I, did we decide, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Uh, I guess since I already introduced and explained my drink, Might I don't well. know. I'm going to be honest. The drink is more exciting than my actual research. <laughs> <laughs> well, then let's get it out of the way. Although I'm going to introduce my drink because I want to. Yeah, I want you to it. drink it. Okay. Okay. Look at it. It's a Whoa. real cocktail. Oh, that looks so milky and cool. Yeah. What is this? Yeah. I would never drink this, Uh Um, but I discovered that this drink, it's called a Brandy Alexander. It is equal parts brandy, creme de cacao, and creamer. Now, I ain't got no creme de cacao in this house, but I did have Kahlua. Nice. So I used that instead. Um, And the Brandy Alexander was uh, widely known to be the favorite drink of John Lennon. Oh, who I will be doing today. He's so ghosty. Oh, my God. He is. I'm so excited. Yeah. So I'm excited, too. So now I'm going to taste this because I (laughs) would never order this drink. I don't want milk products anywhere near, but I'm going to I'm just going to try it. I'm really surprised that that's his drink of choice. A brandy Alexander? It doesn't seem like... Seems like something an old lady would drink. Totally, because I've heard of a brandy Alexander and it sounds very grandma-ish. Here we go. Here's to to music. To music. Cling, ting, ting. (laughs) I'll go up a third. (laughs) She's thinking. She's contemplating. She likes it. It's fucking delicious. Oh my God. <laughs> it tastes like chocolate milk, but I think it's going to fuck me up. Oh, that's like amazing. I want. This is. Wow. I, I mean, I can't drink more than one of these, but. No. Any milk based drink is so hard. That. Mm. Man, now I'm jealous. I want a Brandy Alexander with Kahlua instead of creme de menthol. What's it called? <laughs> <laughs> There is one of those, but it's creme de cacao. Creme de cacao. 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 Oh, I'm so glad you like it. That's exciting. I'm going to keep drinking it, and uh, then my tummy's going to be so rumbly. Uh-oh. <laughs> Tammy's got an evil, like, oh, I know mm. it. I'm about to get in some trouble. <laughs> Look on her Look face. eyebrows. <laughs> They're dancing. Those eyebrows are dancing. <laughs> okay. I got to get All Botox right. if I can move them that much. <laughs> <laughs> but your forehead doesn't really move. Just your brows. It's amazing. I know. Yeah. I can't move I still move got in. that. Oh. I, I, somebody... Oh, nice. I somebody tried to somebody tried to card me mm. when I was at my grocery store run the other day. And like, I'll share what my mask looks like. It is a mask that my dad uses when he like does heavy duty outdoor work. And it has like a replaceable filter and stuff. Oh, so wow. So I straight up look like a character out of like Mortal Kombat or something, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then the la- like I was buying beer and the lady was like, can I see your ID? And I was like, what, what will you okay How? i know but like 
look at my eyeball. Like I was wearing like a baseball hat too. Like, I was like same. I went and picked up groceries yesterday wearing a baseball cap and a mask that covers like my whole freaking face except for my eyeballs. And they carded me, and I was like, okay, but I Honestly, mean, twelve-year-olds <laughs> are getting away with getting liquor at this point. This so. would be a great time to be an they're underage. Allowed. I I don't mean that in real life. That's a joke. But they're allowed. Give them a. They can have a little liquor for a treat. Just it's a, fine. They're stuck inside. They're young. They're, It'll help them sleep. <laughs> mm, it sure does. It sure <laughs> does. <laughs> All right. You want to uh, hear about Liberace and his weird ghost stuff that I don't, it confused me. <laughs> Here. I could not be more enthusiastic when I say yes. Great. Here we go. This was another one of those topics where it was like, ooh. There's an abundance of stuff. And then you look into it and it's like really disappointing. So, but you know, I, I committed. I committed and I I I wanted to go through with it. So here we go. Um this uh this uh, research was from a website called weareflagrant.com. <laughs> <laughs> and, and onlyinyourstate.com. Okay. Because guess what? What? I'm going to self-identify as flagrant from now on. I have to tell you, I don't, what does flagrant mean? So I knew you were going to ask me that, and I felt like I knew until I had to say what it was. Ah! This is my guess. I'm going to guess while you get on Mm dictionary.com. Flagrant, meaning like, um, uh, Bra- like brash or like okay so you like flagrantly ignore the rules means you're doing it out in the open yes and just like in your face about it you are correct tammy you are oh, thank so God. correct <sighs> it <sighs> is so scary conspicuously or obviously offensive blatant glaring obvious overt of something mm. considered wrong or immoral and that is your SAT word for the week, kiddos. Flagrant. Now go get yourself a Brandy yeah. Alexander. Get, get a Brandy Alexander, kids. <laughs> I can't. Now I'm like, there's a website called weirdflagrant.com. Okay. <laughs> well, if it's talking about Liberace, it <laughs> seems really appropriate. It's true. <laughs> I know because flagrant, it sounds like fragrant. It sounds like flamboyant. It sounds like, I don't know, all in one. It's Liberace. I, I think it is fragrantly flamboyant. I think so. I think so. So I, I combined some research here. Um, okay. And I have a little link to some pictures that I'll post on the um, on the Instagram. So, okay. So Liberace, uh, he, he was a, a piano virtuoso. Um, he was a big deal. What was he in like the 70s and 80s? Yeah, I think he started in the 50s, actually. Oh, that's right, because there's, like, a lot of old black and white footage of him. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, he he died in 87, so I would say, like, the height of his career was probably, like, the 60s, maybe? Yeah, Um, the 60s, 70s, I think. I watched that movie. Yes, with Matt Damon and... Uh Uh-huh, Michael... Douglas? Michael Douglas. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, I never saw it, but it came it came up a few times in my research. Yeah. yeah. Behind the candelabra. Yes. I remember that. That's it. Um well, so Liberace was this piano virtuoso, um and he was very very flamboyant. Like if you guys don't know who he is, if we have any children listening, <laughs> which we might, my niece listens now. Uh-oh. Um she's not Oh a child. no, don't drink. She's 16. I know. Yeah, don't drink, girl. Only 12-year-olds get to drink. You're, you're 16. You're not allowed. Oh good. Her younger sister can drink. Oh, dang uh, it. <laughs> 
I think she's 13 now, actually. <laughs> uh, uh, so he was also known as Mr. Showmanship, which says a lot. Um, and like uh, other frequent Vegas performers, uh, Liberace created a home base. Excuse me. I'm already burping. He, he created a home base there in Vegas. So he had this like weird compound in Vegas and this sprawling mansion in um, Palm Springs. As you did when you mm-hmm. were flamboyant and rich. Mm-hmm. Um, so for this compound in Vegas, he purchased two smaller homes and then he like joined them together. So it was this weird. It wasn't like one sprawling mansion. It was like two houses that he'd merged. And it's not uh, what you would it's, think. It's like an airport. You think he had one of those moving walkways in between <laughs> yes. the two different places. <laughs> totally. Yes, absolutely. I think you're right, Tammy. We'll have to check the photos. But that is flagrant. It's it's flagrant. <laughs> These pictures of his compound in Vegas are ridiculous like the ceilings are painted like the Sistine Chapel it is so all about him like it's like portraits of him everywhere like it's kind of like that like a god complex thing like he sees himself as being this like holy I don't know it's weird everything looks like a, a Rome chapel inside and um, like rose petals everywhere and just it's very very like the outside doesn't look like much at all and the inside is like wow okay that's a little much this little mm-hmm. extra Liberace or a little not for you extra it's yeah. not my taste you know I just like mirrors on my ceilings not <laughs> not paintings yeah. um so um in 1987 he succumbed to AIDS related pneumonia um in his desert home uh, I'm sorry his Palm Springs desert home. So uh, no one took over the house. It sat there from the 80s. And then it wasn't until 2013 that um, that a fan bought the house. So it just legit sat there and it was literally deteriorating. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think his estate was paying for it, but not like paying uh, for the upkeep. So they just paid the yeah. taxes and that's it. That's crazy because I know he has rabid fans so you'd think that they'd be able to like pull together enough money to like turn it into a museum or something I was gonna say what a great museum Mm -hmm. right um I know it was not until like seven years ago somebody finally bought it Hmm. um so this guy this Liberace fan who bought it um is his name is Martin Ravenhill and um he restored it to its former glitzy glory Yes. And then it received um, a historical designation. So he did good. He did good. Um, And it is considered um, this guy's private residence now. But Mm. the designation allows for private fan club tours and fundraisers and private events to take place inside the fancy digs. Nice. So, okay, here's some ghosty things. Again, it's... Yay! It's a little disappointing. Don't doubt yourself. You put together that drink and you don't have to do anything else. The drink is delicious too. Gosh darn it. Um, Okay. So it seems, this is not my writing. It seems that the private part is something of a loose descriptive term because someone else besides Ravenhill or Ravenhill has been squatting at the landmark. Hint, Mm -hmm. it's a ghost. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's the disembodied previous resident Liberace himself. Oh my God. Who has resettled there after hitching a ride on the wind from Palm Springs. Come on, whoever wrote I this. I love this. This is so. <laughs> he hitched a ride on the wind from Palm Springs. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know we've done a lot of ghost research, but I don't know that's how ghosts travel. I don't know that they um, hitch rides on wind, but whatever. That's a whole <laughs> new thing. Yeah, we're going to have to look into that one. I'm adding it to our topic list. <laughs> Ghost wind. Oh, that's a great excuse for uh, when you're a little gassy. Ooh, mm-hmm. ghost oh, wind. There's a ghost in here. <laughs> a ghost just hitched a ride on that's, some wind. Yeah. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I might have some ghost wind after drinking this cream. Like, <laughs> That's why I chose the hard kombucha because I was having some ghost wind earlier and mm. I needed something to settle my tummy. Yeah. It was just making funny noises. That's all. Um, I'm a lady. Gosh, darn it. Uh, yeah. um, so, oh, okay. So um, before this guy like restored the, the house, um, I guess fans like did go by but they couldn't get in but there were reports of um candles moving in a candelabra so like basically people were seeing a floating candelabra which sounds very scooby-doo it does but i was gonna say haunted mansion so we're on the same page yes totally haunted mansion absolutely so Um, scary yeah super scary so people were seeing candles moving in a candelabra through the windows and unexplained strange sounds coming out of the vacant home which i guess was like ghost wind yeah it was ghost wind obviously uh oh my god what was that (laughs) coming out of a vacant I would like to stop and acknowledge your amazing uh, sound effect work there, Amy. That was that was a delightful little fart you just made with your mouth. I really liked it. Thank you. I think that might be my first mouth fart sound effect on this podcast. It, it is, might be. I only I have mean, to drink in. It's crazy. Goodness, I'm looking forward to more. <laughs> 1,000 burps, only one mouth fart. <laughs> Um, okay, so here is something that made me so sad because it sounds amazing, but the video was taken off of YouTube. Okay, so as recently as September 6th, a few years back, security cameras captured insane footage from from the mansion. So it was already restored and um and the the guy he who restored it wasn't living there yet. So he had the front door bolted. And he had security, um, like a security guard there because he didn't right. want people, you know, trying to sure. trespass or anything because maybe there used to be squatters. So, um, so apparently the, like uh, when you watch the security camera footage, the bolted front door flies open, just what? flies open. And apparently the home was empty at the time that the security footage was recorded. Um, and a um, spokesperson says the front door was double bolted and the outside gate was locked and bolted as it always is. Mm. Um, after the alarm went off that there was like a Whoa. movement, mm-hmm. um, security personnel responded within moments and it was discovered that the deadbolts on the door were still 
extended and the locks were fully engaged. What? No one was in the house when security arrived. There were no signs of forced entry. And one security guard said, quote, there was no way the door just flew open. It shook me up when I looked at the video. And then oh my gosh. on this website, weareflagrant.com, I believe it was, <laughs> um, there was the YouTube video. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I clicked on it. And it said the video was um, private and could not be watched. So I was like, Boo. obviously, it wasn't always private because why would it be posted on that website? I mean, are we going to have to break out like our ghost press credentials here? Like we're professionals. We're allowed to look at this. Exactly. Somebody give us access to this. It's important Mm -hmm. for the research. But I thought that was cool. And I really wish that video was available. Um, And then during his lifetime, Liberace um, was an avid cook, apparently. And he opened a restaurant right off the Vegas Strip in the 80s called Liberace's Tivoli Gardens. Aww. Yes. And I'm sure it looked a lot like the Sistine Chapel as well. <laughs> and uh, it was later, um, after he died, it was bought by someone new who renamed it Carluccio's Tivoli Gardens. And um, it appears that Liberace also um, haunts that restaurant as well. Um, he One of his pianos is at that restaurant. And um, there have been reported major cold spots around the piano and creepy photos taken of a weird yellow mist near the piano. Mm -hmm. There's also all sorts of strange activity that goes on at the Tivoli Gardens, which may not be Liberace related. It's they think it might be mob related because a lot of creepy mob shit happened there as well. A lot of deaths. Mm -hmm. So other ghostly things that are going on there with Liberace and the mob ghosts include (laughs) faucets being turned on and off, lights flickering, bottles falling off shelves. And then we close with. Even in death, it seems Liberace has a flair for the dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) I really settled in for that last sentence. You really did. I like the the fist under the chin. I was just ready. I wish I had a nice sweeping piano, uh, you know, (laughs) thing to give you there, but I don't. But I have a new downstairs neighbor who moved in and has a fucking piano and he plays it and it's terrible. And we call him Liberace, even though Liberace was not terrible. And girl, he'll play it at like 11 o'clock at night and like eight o'clock in the morning. No, 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 no. And because of social distancing, I don't have his number. I can't just knock on the door. I was Mm -hmm. like, should I tape a note? note. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, Liberace, settle down. Settle. (laughs) Settle down, down. Liberace. Speaking of hitch a ghost wind. (laughs) I'm obsessed with this idea. I'm sorry. I know. Um, Yeah. I li- when I lived in Chicago, one of the places I lived upst- upstairs, downstairs, upstairs, yeah, because we were the second floor and there was like businesses downstairs. Right above us uh, was a professional flautist. Oh, wait! <laughs> I burped. I burped a little bit. I heard it. Mm-hmm. Tammy was so cute. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took some fish oil today, so it tasted awful. Oh, um, <laughs> so. There was a professional flautist, and when we moved in, he was like, hey, just so you know, I do play my flute, but I, you know, I keep it super respectful, like, during business hours, and if you ever have anything going on, you need, you do not hesitate, come knock on the door, it was so nice, and then, oh my god, I would just sit in the room, like, in my front room, and just listen to him play all the time, because I, I, like, opened the window, and I could hear him a little bit, 
It was so lovely. I love that. See, yeah, that, that's very like Chicago, New York. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I had someone playing the piano beneath me, living in New York, I would probably love it. Yeah, but yeah, this guy, man, I think he's practicing. I don't think he's a professional. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and the, it was, you need the it professional. was funny because he was a professional. You could hear every so often he'd like do something and stop and like repeat it. And then you'd hear him get frustrated and like kind of like stomp out the time, you know, like, <laughs> like start stomping out the time so he could get it right. It was it was really funny. Oh, I was like been there. That's the way to go. You've got to you've got to like approach your neighbor and be like, hey, mm-hmm. yep. Just so you know, because we we do a lot of home tapes like audition tapes yeah. now in here because we can't leave the house and then mm-hmm. Ithamar does a lot of voiceover stuff in here now and yeah. then we've got the records and I'm like hey the Barachi you wish mm-hmm. <laughs> you wish <laughs> that was that apartment for me was the same apartment where also upstairs but the other side um like the back it was it was we had two upstairs neighbors because we were long it was weird oh there was a one we moved in and I was putting together furniture. It was 8:30. And I was putting together furniture and I was doing a little hammering. And she literally came downstairs and knocked on our door and was like, "I'm sorry, are you hammering?" And we were like, "Yeah." And she goes, <laughs> "Okay. Well, I was just wondering because I was just wondering. I was just wondering if you were hammering." Oh, that's so passive like, aggressive. It's it's 8:30. Like if it were after 9 o'clock, I would say 10 o'clock, honestly. Right. And it wasn't like I was hammering things to the wall. I was even like, you know what I mean? You were putting together so furniture. Then, yeah. Get this. This was a lady that would have screaming fits in her own house so oh. loud that I could hear her. Ugh. And one time I straight up called 311 because I thought she was going to kill herself. Like oh my she God. was clearly on the phone because you could hear her yelling. And then mm-hmm. like, like, you know, the you can tell when somebody's on the phone. And then I heard her throw the phone across the room, Jeez. knock some kind of furniture over. And then it's like, you don't know what this sounds like until you hear it. And then you're like, I know exactly what's happening. She was laying face down on the floor, like kicking and banging it, oh screaming. My God, is this a five-year-old I mean, having a tantrum? I'm, it was like that. And it was screaming like, like a, you know. <laughs> And I was literally like, she's going to kill herself. Fuck. So I, I called the cops and like they came and at, like talked to her, you know, like I was. Ugh. And then the cops leave. Da, 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 da. Knock, 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 knock. No. And I was like, I'm not answering. Do not, not answer it. Then I came home from work the next day. She comes back. Knock, 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 knock. Answers the door. We <laughs> answer the door. The one thing my ex-husband did right the entire time. He goes, hold on. I've been thinking about this. Opens the door. Hi. She's like, hi. Um, Did you like call the cops last night on me? And he goes, yeah. So we thought someone was beating you in your apartment and we were really worried about you. That's good. And she's like, oh, my God. That is so sweet. You know, you hear that nobody does anything in a big city. And I just know it was just I'm just going through a rough time right now. And I'm just like, wow. Well, I was like, look, unless Brad Pitt fucking broke up with you, there is no need for this behavior. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> just gossip about my old neighbors from like eight years ago. 
I love it. I've never heard that story. I, I yeah. really enjoyed it. It was bonkers. And then she, she like, it was like, oh, my God, won her over. We're like, great. This is great. Then the next week, she came downstairs and was like, I'm having a party. And we were like, oh. And she's <laughs> oh, like. Oh, no. She goes, I just wanted you to know. So, you know, like, <laughs> call the cops or something. <gasps> I hate her. I thought she was going to invite you to the party. <laughs> I hope she did it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kind of kidding. I don't really care. Tammy, the, on Easter Eve. Naughty. Evil. I had some naughty cream <laughs> in my drink. Tammy's okay. having naughty cream. <laughs> let's 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 get our shit together, let's. Tammy, and talk about someone who was never naughty. John Lennon. He was a little naughty. He too. was a little naughty. I've heard naughty things about him. Um, I read naughty things on Stuff.com, a BuzzFeed article, and of course, Wikipedia. Um. Okay, so let's talk about who he is. First of all, did you know at death his name was John Winston Ono Lennon? He took her name. He took her name? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, Ono Lennon. Oh my gosh, I, ne- yep. I did not know that. Uh, he was a singer, if you don't know. Yeah, what, what did he sing? He was a singer, songwriter, <laughs> and peace activist who gained worldwide fame as the founder, co-lead vocalist, and rhythm guitarist of a little band called The Beatles. Okay, I've heard of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I have heard of them. So, that was Mitch. That was my my. Uh, oh, yeah. My little boy that toy was on my glass, Mitch. Mitch, Mitch you naughty boy. Have you had naughty, naughty cream? Boys. He's had naughty cream. Um, Uh-oh, Ryan fell off. Who fell off? Ryan. No, Ryan, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. And Brad, Chad's hanging on by one hand. Oh, you God. know, I knew this was too good to last. <laughs> you can't keep a man around for that long. You really can't. Pardon me while I... Pardon, do go on while I put the boys back. Okay. <laughs> um, she's using her tits to hold her microphone. It's very distracting. Um, okay. They're so big. Um... This is goofy. Okay, he was in the Beatles. We don't care. Um, But this is important if you don't know. Uh, At approximately 5 p.m. on the 8th of December, 1980, John Lennon autographed a copy of Double Fantasy for a fan named Mark David Chapman before leaving the Dakota, which was the apartment building where he lived, with Yoko for a recording session. After the session, they came back to the apartment. Uh, At around 10.50, they exited the vehicle and walked through the archway of the building when Chapman shot Lennon four times in the back at close range. He was rushed in a police cruiser to an emergency room, but he was pronounced dead on arrival. So, violent death. Very. At his apartment. I didn't know that he signed an autograph for him prior to. Okay, so this was really interesting because I... You know, I like Beatles music, but I definitely don't consider myself like a super knowledgeable fan or anything. Same, same. And I read so many Wikipedia articles that just because I didn't know a lot of this stuff. um, I was reading so much stuff about uh, 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 Mark David Chapman because I was like, why? You know, right. It was it was really interesting. I read a lot of articles. Um, Ooh. So. Uh. Oh, wow. I just got into it. There's just apparitions. I go straight into it. But anyway, just because it is interesting. Obviously, uh, Mark David Chapman was a very disturbed individual, but I read like kind of all about his life and everything. And he definitely had like a lot of 
issues but like one of the things was he kind of he like converted and became very religious and they called it born again presbyterian which i was like i have never heard of that like no presbyterians i know are real chill yeah um totally so um huh. one of the things was because john lennon's been quoted it's kind of a famous quote that he kind of jokingly said that the beatles were bigger than jesus that's and right yes and Mark David Chapman used to, and he was really into, this is the other thing that's kind of famous about this, is that he shot him, and then he got out his copy of Catcher in the Rye and just read it until the police came. And so it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of one of the reasons J.D. Salinger was a recluse his whole adult life. He wrote the one book and then didn't write anything again and was very, very reclusive because many people kind of used Holden Caulfield the main character in that as like a oh I should be a killer you know a lot of people were kind of inspired by that and like if you haven't read it it's it's uh it is kind of the white boy manifesto in a lot of ways yeah I like it it's it's really enjoyable it is. it is a very sad person but it does it can it has inspired people to act out in very antisocial ways. Yeah, um, yeah. Mark David Chapman specifically talks about how he hates phoniness, and that's like a big thing uh, about Holden Caulfield is he hates phoniness. And so he felt like John Lennon um, being, you know, like a peace advocate, but then also a millionaire was like incongruous in his head. And he felt like, I've got to shoot him, which sucks. He shouldn't have done that. No, Bad he should boy. not. He should not have done that. Um. So anyway, he's still in jail. He's still alive. He's still alive? Still alive. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Thanks, Wikipedia. Uh, let's talk about John Lennon ghosts, shall we? Yeah. Uh, John Lennon has been seen around the Dakota in Manhattan, which was his home and the site of his death. Um, three years after his death, Joey Haro, who's a musician, and Amanda Morris, who's a writer, um, spotted Lennon near the location where he was shot. Um, they said he was surrounded by an eerie light, and they were going to approach him, but the look on his face said, don't come near me, which is interesting. Did they he know probably... he, he was dead at the time? Yeah, it was three years later. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, oh, I, I started talking, and I didn't. So he signed an autograph for the guy. There's a picture of that, because <gasps> people would just hang out outside of their right. house, you know? Yeah. And literally, a guy took a picture, and then apparently David Mark Chapman tried to talk that guy into getting a drink with him. And he was like, no, thanks. And then he was like, no, 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 you should stick around though. He basically tried to get him to stay <gasps> to like take a picture of him. Isn't that oh, crazy? Oh God. Yeah. So creepy. Yeah. Ooh. Um, let's see. Oh, Yoko Ono also reported seeing Lennon sitting at a white piano at the Dakota. Um, he said to her, don't be afraid. I'm still with you. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it says side note. <laughs> Way to go, Tammy did this research a couple days ago and forgot uh before his death john lennon reported seeing a crying lady in the halls of the dakota so he already thought his place was haunted whoa Um, Ah! Uh, another thing i kind of meant to mention before because there are lots of encounters that feel a little similar um if again if you don't know uh john lennon was very spiritual he was very into spiritualism so the idea that he would kind of transcend death is like not shocking to anyone that knows him. So people were very much just like, Oh yeah, John talked to me and it's not like weird or creepy to them. It's all, it's usually pretty like 
I guess instead of except for these people who were thought he said stay away but right yeah um, yeah yeah he definitely would have like made his spirit known on earth right for sure um another number of encounters happened with his old bandmates uh in 1995 george harrison ringo Starr, and paul mccartney were in the studio recording free as a bird uh mccartney commented that he felt lennon's presence in the room quote There were a lot of strange goings-on in the studio, noises that shouldn't have been, and equipment doing all manner of weird things. Later, during during a photo shoot for the album, a white peacock appeared from a neighboring yard. McCartney felt this was the spirit of John Lennon coming back to hang out and complete the album. Uh, He even made his presence known on the album itself. According to McCartney, quote, We put one of those spoof backward recordings on the end of a single for a laugh. So this is me talking now. So, you know, people were really obsessed with the idea of backwards recordings and that they yes. were like messages from the out. devil. Yes, I and get so, scared. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, the Beatles get accused of this all the time, that yeah. they've got all these like Hail Satan things if you play it backwards. Right. So it's a joke during this album. They purposely put something backwards at the end to do it. So they do this like backwards thing. And it's like, we're John Lennon. Like, literally in the middle of it. And Paul McCartney was like, holy cow! Like, oh, my God. It literally oh. somebody just said John Lennon. When they Shut played up. it backwards, they were like, it, it says John Lennon. Oh, my God. Right? Okay, so... Um, all right, so remember they took the picture and uh-huh. there's the white peacock, right? Yeah. Okay, so first of all, I do have that picture so you get to see it. Oh, my God, it. oh, my God, um, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. John Lennon's son, Julian, um, claims his father's ghost has visited him. Um, He was shocked uh, by the moment that occurred 25 years after the legend's death. He was shooting a film in Australia and agreed to take part in an ancient ceremony with an aboriginal tribe. Uh, He's in the middle of this ceremony and um, the tribe elder hands him a white feather and he just loses his mind. Because, he says, quote, it may sound strange, but that was a very weird and emotional moment. I was left speechless. Not long before he died, John told me, if anything ever happens to me, look for a white feather and you'll know I'm there for you. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. No way. This yeah. is awesome. So, like, what? John had told him that. He gets the thing. So then um, he was there. He was making a movie called Whale Dreamers, which was raising awareness about the plight of whales and the Earth's oceans, um, which is, like, a very John Lennon thing to do, very. too. Very. Um, convinced that, as promised, the spirit of his father was sending him a message, Julian set up the White Feather Foundation, which embraces humanitarian and environmental issues for the betterment of all life. Oh. Isn't that nice? That's super cool. Um, and then, so, like, I read that after, and then I was like, the fucking white peacock. The white peacock. I know. This, I was right? just thinking, white peacock and the white yeah. feathers. And the, <gasps> ah! and he, they didn't know that. Like, he didn't say that to them. He oh, said that to his son. So God, right? that is powerful shit to, like, decide while you're still alive. Like, here's mm-hmm. how I'll present myself. Right. And then you get to actually go through with it. Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah. that's awesome. Uh, two more quick things, which feel very on brand for him. Um, Oasis singer Liam Gallagher (laughs) also claims that John's spirit visited him in the middle of the night. Um, he says, I was in Manchester at a friend's house having a sleep. (laughs) I remember getting up and feeling really weird. I turned around and 
there I was laying on the bed and I sort of fell back into my body. And then there was him. There it was. It was John Lennon right next to me. Whoa. Why? mm -hmm, I don't know. So, (laughs) so (laughs) the last one, I didn't write it down. I just wrote Tori Amos because Tori Amos. Oh, guess what? What? Legitimately, my very favorite Tori Amos song of all time, of all time. It's called Hey Jupiter, and it's so beautiful and sad. So I didn't know anything about it. Apparently, she was on tour, and she and her boyfriend, her very long-term boyfriend, had just broken up at the beginning of the tour. And she was just very, very distraught. And she was laying in bed having, like, a super down time and just, like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And she woke up, and she saw a man sitting at the edge of her bed, and he started singing to her. And he sang the song... Hey Jupiter, which she just kind of like wrote down. And she was like, as he was singing, I realized it was John Lennon. What? So like literally she would like channeled this song. Oh my <laughs> Through God. John Lennon. I know. Whoa, Tammy. It is such a beautiful song too. It's very oh. like sad and now I'll have Wonderful. to listen to it. Oh, I know you, you love her. Oh. Um, and that is the many times John Lennon just shows up and inspires people to do wonderful things and write wonderful music. Holy. And Oasis songs. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. Rude. Did Oasis do Wonderwall? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, Oasis. I have to say, yeah, not just nod because it's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> She's nodding. She's nodding. Um, wait, what does Wonderwall go to? No, You're my Wonderwall. Oh, oh, maybe you're gonna yeah. be the one to save me. Saves me. After all, you're, the you're wonder my Wonderwall. <laughs> and then, where were you while we were, were getting high? <laughs> Someday, Someday you, you will, will find me company the last <laughs> with a champagne supernova in the sky. It's an amazing song because you never know what the name of the song is until you start singing it, and then you say the name of the song and you go, "Oh, champagne supernova!" Oh, it's champagne supernova! Oh, yeah. I was just thinking that exact same thing. Oh, yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's what it's called." That's what it's called. <laughs> That is one of my favorite <laughs> phenomenons, which we, you know how Germans have a word for everything. We need yeah. a word for a song you didn't know you knew the lyrics to until the lyrics were coming out of your mouth. <laughs> the word is Wonderwall. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it's Wonderwall. It's a Wonderwall. Oh, uh, my God. Champagne you're Supernova. My you're my Wonderwall, Tamara. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, Amy. Yes, Tammy. What the fuck are you binging lately? Girl. Banshees I, and binge. Besides, besides our amazing podcast. Um, mm-hmm. So for Banshees and Binge this week, I finally, I am so late to the party, but I'm finally watching Shit's Creek. Yes. Amy. Yes. My Banshees and Binge is that I'm finally watching Shit's Creek. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God, Stop where it. are you? Oh my God, where am I? Oh, in I the bedroom. I'm like, I'm in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> no, where are I, you in the series? 
still season one. We're almost okay. done. I think we're like episode 10 of season one. Okay. But I mean, we got there within two nights. It is so, so fucking funny. It's really funny. And honestly, like season one is fine. And then mm-hmm. it like, oh my God, it gets so good. That's like, what I heard. They're like, I've been it's emotional. <laughs> it's, I heard that it's like one of those shows that just keeps getting better and it better. It really has. So We're, I'm like, uh, I think I'm like almost done with season three. Ooh, it is. So I watched the first episode back in November when Tuesday was really sick mm-hmm. and he couldn't walk. And I was here alone because of tomorrow's shooting something in Chicago. And our very good friend of the podcast and real life holly came over and you know she is a real she loves to bring the sunshine wherever she goes she can't help it and i was more in mourning and i was really really sad and and she put on schitt's creek she's like we should watch something to like uplift you and yeah she also brought wine and weed which was like also super uplifting and wine weed and comedy that that is the name of holly's game i think and i mean that in the best way that is a good friend and we watched the just the first episode because you know I don't know we're drinking and smoking Mm -hmm. and uh and I thought it was the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen but I I have not continued it so finally we're like all right let's keep the mood light you know Mm -hmm. that's you know so because so we had binged at your recommendation Tiger King Uh (laughs) And and I binged McMillions on your recommendation I love Banshees and Finch because it's mm-hmm. so, oh yep. my God, I love it's, it. I, it's just for us. <laughs> it's only for us, truly. But yeah. um, yes, I'm. this show is incredible. I, I'm just like blown away by the writing and the acting. And oh my God, Moira Rose is my freaking hero. Alexis. I, <laughs> you do her voice so well. Um, I straight up Alexis. watched, I watched like four hours of it the other day and I went downstairs to my parents like I w- then I started interacting with my parents and I kept being like ew like <laughs> and I was like I straight up said ew. I need to apologize I've been watching a show and it has gotten into my body <laughs> like, <laughs> David yeah David, ew. David. <laughs> uh, there was one I mean because we're very behind obviously yeah. but in in season one she um she goes to the hair salon or the salon with one of the, like the the wife of the mayor uh-huh. and the, her hair ends up looking just like mm-hmm. everyone else's. And in the end, she just the I forgot the character's name, the wife of the mayor. Um, I've been binging it and I literally forgot. I think I feel like it starts with a J. Like, I don't remember. But anyway, I'll think of it she tells Mo- Moira, like, you know, you need to be nice. Basically saying you need to be nicer because mm-hmm. one of these days you're going to have to go to the salon. You're going to have to buy a shirt at the blouse barn. And <laughs> Moira's just like, in the end, she kind of apologizes half-assed. But she's like, but if you ever see me shopping at the blouse barn, <laughs> I please shoot me or something like that <laughs> and now every time the i see a shirt i'm like blouse <laughs> is that a blouse that you're wearing it's so delightful the blouse barn and i, I feel like you it. get to binge it now because it just ended this week it actually did. So. i heard that this finale was very good Aww, the fans are pleased great. yeah Aww. i know i can't believe we did that it's going to happen a lot I it's like. gonna I know. Okay I'm thrilled by that. I'm thrilled. Uh, well, guys, let us know what you guys are binging mm-hmm. um, to get you through uh, quarantine and life. And um, also, please, 
If you have any ghost stories, especially while you're locked down, I mean, I would love to hear from someone who's locked down in a haunted house right now. Mm. Uh, just would satisfy my soul. Ew. But, uh, Al, save it. Uh, please send your stories to us at uh, upghostandpersonal at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can even record yourself telling the ghost story to us and send it to that email address. You can also submit through our website, bansheesandbooze.com. Yeah, if you need any technical assistance with recording your own thing, ask me. I'm here. I know. I can do it. I, I'll i help you. Um, and you can reach me um, at any of those places, or you can also reach out on our Twitter account, which is Banshee's mm, Booze. Mm. I did it backwards. <laughs> uh, or on Instagram at Banshee's and Booze. We read those two. You really threw me with that backwards. I hated it. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I hated it. I started doing it and like I was like, I want to back out. The best part is how, do you ever do the thing where you're talking, like you're saying the sentence you previously planned, but then your head starts going, stop, 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 stop. But like you can't stop. You can't stop. It happens to me pretty much all the time when we're doing this podcast. At any given time, there's three things going on inside my head. That's why I drink to kill one of those things. When I drink, it actually makes it worse. So I'm worried. I'm worried about the next record. It's fine, guys. It's fine. This Brady Alexander. Now I see why he liked it. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to start talking to John Legend pretty soon. Wait, John Legend. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's almost Easter. So they're going to do his Jesus Christ Superstar tomorrow. I'm sure. There you go. I'm sure they are. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Oh Lord, help me! Um, so yeah, guys, um, please rate, review, and subscribe to mm-hmm. us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And uh, hey, Tammy, yes, Amy. If you see a ghost, um, uh, catch a ride on a ghost wind. <laughs> oh, that was the best I could come up with. <laughs> It's great. <laughs> That's all I wanted to think about this whole time was ghost wind. I've got plenty <laughs> of ghost wind, not ideas. Um, uh, hey, Amy. Yes, Tammy. If you see a ghost. Uh, um, try to think of a wonder wall. <gasps> yes. <laughs> yes. Wonder wall. Oasis. Uh, I think they're English. I think they're pretty aggressively English. I do too. I think because yeah. like even when they sing, they sound aggressively yeah. English. Like yeah. a lot of British singers don't sound British when they mm-hmm. sing. Oasis fully is like to die. It's gonna be the die. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's how British people sound, right? You ni- you literally you. nailed it, Amy. Fucking nailed it. Fucking yeah. Yeah, fucking nailed it. No, boy. (laughs) No accents. (laughs) I'm sorry I tricked you. All right. Uh, We have to record another one of these babies. I'll see you in five minutes, Amy. (laughs) See you in five. I'm going to pee and get another drink. Me too. Bye. (laughs) Bye.